Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Any goodwill that Durant mustered over the last couple of years, and that includes a heroic performance against the Bucks by himself two years ago, where, you know, Ibeski scored 50 points a game, lost in the seventh game, though uh, a hobbled Harden, uh, and as it turns out, a uh, depleted, uh, nearly finished Harden, and of course, uh, Kyrie out, and his great performance against Milwaukee, where a big toe prevented the Nets from advancing, losing in a seventh game in overtime. Bucks ended up winning the NBA championship, and who knows if the Nets had won that series, uh, what the end result would have been down the road. They may have won the NBA title because the Bucks went from there and uh, you know beat Atlanta, uh, who had beaten Philly, and then of course turned around and beat the Suns. Maybe that would have been the Nets, and the Nets would have had their championship. But outside of that, and since that time period, Durant has uh, lost all uh, you know uh, all public support of the few Nets fans there are. Are you listening, Evan Roberts? Uh, in the uh, tri-state area. And as I said this a thousand times, I'll say it again. Uh, The Nets are a much bigger team, at least perception-wise, outside of the tri-state area than they are inside the tri-state area. Nobody in the New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Long Island, Westchester, Staten Island, nobody in that area is a Net fan. Uh, The idea that the Nets are some huge, is a figment of ESPN's imagination. I know they got big stars. They got a big arena. They got, uh, you know... uh, uh, interesting ownership, to say the least, uh, but they are not a big team. They don't draw well. Uh, they are not a lot of fans. They have been a nomadic team since their existence. They played in a million places, whether it's uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey, Piscataway, Comac, Long Island, Queens, uh, you know, the Prudential, uh, uh, the Meadowlands, it's uh, it, it, Brendan Byrne Arena, now this. I mean, uh, the old Nassau Coliseum, they are not a factor uh, on the New York sports landscape, uh, and never really have been, even with the days of Jason Kidd. So let, let's put that on the table right out of the game. If anybody tells you differently, they're nuts. Uh, I've been here, uh, lived here since they were, you know, since Rick Barry, John Roach, and Louis Cornaseca. All right, they have never been a, uh, and they've had their moments. You know, remember Julius won a championship. Barry got to an NBA ABA final. Uh, you know, they got to a couple of NBA finals. They've had good teams. Don't get me wrong. They've had their moments, but this is not a big-time franchise. That's number one. Number two, uh, you know, the idea now that Durant is going to, he's annoyed, you can tell, because the Nets are working on their schedule, not on his schedule. When he first told the owner, uh, whenever Joe Tao, whenever that may have been, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago, when he first told that owner that he wanted to be traded, uh, you know, I think he expected the Nets, as they have done in the past with all their players, they have enabled their friend, uh, their players forever. I think he thought that uh, Tao and then, of course, uh, in uh, next in the line would be Marks would, you know, run and trade him to, you know, Miami or Phoenix and do it so fast and get, you know, 25 cents on a return and he would be on his merry way and he can go out there and try to win a championship with either one of those two teams in good weather, with good markets, with 
Booker, with Jimmy Butler and everything else. And the Nets basically have, at least for once, have basically said that, you know, we'll make, if we make this trade, we'll make it on our own dime, not on your dime. And I think that has bothered him. So I guess in the last, whatever it might be, three, four days, he ran into Tao somewhere else, sounds like London, and said, you know what, uh, here's the deal. I'll stay if you fire Nash and Marks. Now, Marks came from Popovich, so he's a good GM, although he's been an enabler. I mean, he's a good GM. He's, you know, basically done everything that, uh, you know, Kyrie and Durant have told him, starting from firing at Atkinson, uh, but the old coach, uh, but uh, I mean, uh, and then fired Nash and Durant's the same guy, if I can give you the quotes, when they were promptly swept by the Celtics this year, basically said, I'd like to have the whole team come back, including the coach, Steve, it's not his fault, but you know, basically he's had a change of pace. I don't know if Durant is doing Kyrie's bidding. Uh, you know, Kyrie doesn't have a pot to pee in, so he has to come back $35 million a year because he is untradeable. Nobody wants him. Uh, you know, Durant is tradable because you can't replace talent, and we all know how good he is, even though he is 34 years of age, and he hasn't been as big a headache in his career as Kyrie has been. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if he's doing Kyrie's bidding. Uh, who knows? I mean, they're cryptic. You know, they talk through Instagram and text messages. It's not like you ever get a chance to talk to him one-on-one in a conversation with media there. He's got to answer a couple tough questions. They try to controlling the message and everything else. But this is a guy who signed a big-time extension last year. No trade. He, he doesn't have a, any trade clauses in there. He got a fortune. But he, it's not like he has, you know, well, if you don't do this, I want to be traded to here. He doesn't have any of those uh, clauses in the contract. So basically, he's tied to the Nets. And so he should have thought about that, or his agent, who is another enabler, should have thought about that when they made a deal with the Nets last summer. Uh, and that was after the feel-good series against Milwaukee when he played great. They had a lot of injuries, and they thought they'd bring the band back together in 21-22 and win a championship. Didn't happen. So now, uh, whether it's because Irving is unhappy, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to guess. Who knows what Durant's thinking? He doesn't tell you. And he's never going to put himself in a situation where he's got to answer questions one-on-one in a tough spot. So you're never going to know. And, you know, a lot of the media is going to protect him because they need access. So th- there'll be some of that going on, too. But Durant's a clown. Uh, and Durant now is a complete phony. And if the Nets, I'll tell you what I would do if I was the owner. I'd say, screw you. See you at training camp. I would not bow down to him one, one step, one way. I wouldn't bow down to him in any circumstances. I understand he's going to ruin your team because he'll do what Harden does, uh, you know, sign contracts and make life miserable for everybody, gain weight, not try, moan and groan, just be a total jerk, as many of these NBA players are when they want to be traded. And he will do the same. And, you know, so you're going to have to live with that. But if I'm Tao, I am not making any tra- or marks. I am not making any trade under any circumstances unless I like what I get in return. Simple as that. And if Durant doesn't like it, Durant, don't show up. Don't show up at camp. We're going to play basketball next year. And we're going to have Nash as our coach. This, and I'm not trying to make Nash out to be Cotton Fitzsimmons. All right? I understand that. He's not, uh, you know, he hasn't proved that he's a big-time coach. We, we all get that. But still. I mean, it's, you can't blame it all on him. Uh, and, you know, if Nash wants to coach, the, you know, he just got, to me, more security if I was owning the team because if Durant wants out, uh, if Nash comes back, that's all the more reason to keep Nash because what I would do, I would open up my doors for training camp in late September, whenever that door opens, and if Durant and Kyrie don't show up, 
Well, fine. You don't get paid. And we're not trading you. Simple. You can sit out and not get paid. And you can, you know, you can moan and groan and you can do it with your sycophants who work in the media. You can do all those things that you want to do, but we're not trading you under any circumstances unless we get the deal that we want back from our end. And, you know, that's impossible to do to begin with because you're never going to get value back. But unless I get a player back that I can build my franchise around for the foreseeable future, we are not trading you, Durant. And you can't demand a trade. Yeah, you know, We didn't do anything for you to do that. And if you don't want to play fine, you don't get paid. And you can sit on the sidelines and rot for all we care. That's the way I would handle it. Now, the NBA owner doesn't do that because they empower the players where they run the league and it makes the league look terrible. And it's a lot of reasons why the NBA, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, is uh, not popular with the working mass. It really isn't. By any stretch of the imagination, uh, I try my best to stay into it on a day-in, day-out basis. But, uh, you know, uh, and you could sit there and say it's, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a racial thing, all you want. Bottom line is this turns people off. When a guy like Durant does this kind of stuff, it turns people off. So if Durant doesn't want to play, if I'm, t- if I'm the Nets, fine, don't play. Sit on, your, sit on your ass. That's the way I would handle it. And let the owner go out there and grovel and beg the ownership to trade him. Because Durant won't do that because he'll stay out of the way and he'll let the, he'll let the agent take the hits. Uh, but Durant has lost all his goodwill. That's as simple as that. I used to like Durant. He's a wonderful player to watch. He's fun to watch. He's, he plays hard. He loves to play. There's a lot of Durant that I like. Uh, it is not as much a diva, at least as LeBron could be. But I'm off that now. Uh, this is a complete phony. He bailed out of Golden State. Well, first off, he bailed out of Oklahoma City because he couldn't beat Golden State. He joined the team that had won 73 games, which is a disgrace. Then he left Golden State, which I was okay with, but he joined forces with Kyrie, that nutcase, to come here. And now it's been a complete disaster. And now he doesn't like where it ends up a year after he signs a mega contract. And now he demands that the head coach who did nothing wrong and the GM who's done everything in his power to placate these two idiots. Uh, and now he wants them out if he wants to come back. So now the owner says, and he put out a tweet saying, uh, my uh, front office, I, they, have complete, I have complete, uh, they have my complete support. So at least he did the right thing right out of the gate. But the key thing is going to be what they're going to do in September. Because this is going to be prolonged. This is not going to end anytime soon. And if the owner is smart, and I'm going to say this tomorrow on first take, the exact words. Because I'm doing that tomorrow. And you know how that, you know, you, you knock the NBA in the first take, you get killed. But I'm going to say the same exact thing. This is something that uh, uh, the player, and I don't care how good he is or how talented he is, or, you know, he can, you sign a long-term contract and you do it a year ago and they haven't, and, you know, now all of a sudden you want out or unless they fire the, head, the front office and the head coach, screw you. Stay. And if you don't like it, fine. Don't play. That's the way I would handle it. I would call his bluff. And I, I guarantee it, he might be difficult about it. It might take a couple of months. But when they don't get paid and the league goes on without him and the band continues, he'll show up. He may not do it happily, but he'll show up. Because he's an athlete, they want to play, and more importantly, they want their money. He will show up. So I would play eyeball to eyeball if I was Tao. And the other guy, I think, will blink first. Durant. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. 